Welcome back to Tiff Talks Podcast. This is your host, Tiffany Marie Davis. I am so excited to dive in into our topic this week. This is my 20 week, I cannot believe I'm even saying this, halfway mark of my journey to motherhood. And I've definitely learned a lot already. And I've definitely learned that this little nugget is teaching me something already that whether I like it or not, (laughs) you know, the reality is, is um, what I love the most so far is that this baby has taught me to really slow down. You know, I get to take a little break if I feel like it's too much and, you know, that's something for me. And I have my co-host here, Miss Pharisee, you know, my best friend. So she knows a lot about how my day-to-day usually goes down. And she's also my life harmonizer. So she knows how busy I normally am. You know, having this little baby, what I've realized is that it's teaching me to slow down so I can speed up. (laughs) And I feel like that's motherhood in a nutshell. Like I feel like you get to you know, and, I, and I'm speaking from a first time experience. So again, this is just my own journey and I just wanna share this with you guys because there's so many people that try to tell you what to do and what not to do. And my journey is very, very unique and very special in the fact that I've been able to do the things that I'm doing, um, considering I've had thyroid condition, um, I'm an athlete and my hormones were completely out of whack for so long and I, I want to say the last three to five years I've been working on that so intensely that now I'm in this space where I'm able to function normally (laughs) however I am high risk Um, like I I had mentioned in my last episode with my journey to motherhood the biggest thing for me was when they moved me to high risk of course there's that huge sense of relief but everything was going so perfect that I almost was like uh I was even scared that was going so well. (laughs) And I don't know if you can really, um, but I, I will say this. When you go through trials and tribulations and then leading up into this point, you know, there's always that sense of, you know, am I doing what's right for me and my baby? Am I eating, you know, what's right for me and my baby? Am I drinking enough water for me and my baby? And I really wanna share, you know, my personal journey some of the do's and the don'ts, um, and then we'll, we'll have some laughs here when it comes to what people try to tell you and give you advice on. And it's silly, but you also love the care. However, you kind of get to shut that noise off for a little bit, but I want to go into, you know, the health of what it really takes during pregnancy and what I've noticed so far having hypothyroidism, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's definitely something that is a little, it it may create a little anxiety because you're also doing a lot more blood work than normal. You're kind of being tossed around from doctor to endocrinologist to, you know, and it's just, it's, it can become a lot. And if something dips, you kind of, you're like, okay, you know, I need to make sure I'm making enough thyroid for the baby. And, and, so far, everything has been great. And this is what, where health really comes in when it comes to proper nutrition. Uh, my first trimester was kind of up in the air. It was just whatever I could get down at that point. I had aversions to everything. I was pretty sick for about 17 weeks. And what I will tell you is that what I realized is when I stopped being myself, when I stopped working out, when I stopped doing my normal day-to-day activities, as far as like what I could do prior pregnancy and what I 
wasn't able to do during pregnancy, I noticed that when I just completely stopped and rested, it wasn't, how do I explain this? It wasn't in, I wasn't in a place where I could actually feel better. (laughs) I was just getting worse and worse and worse. And so I would go to the gym sicker than a dog and just walk and just move my body. And people thought I was like mean. They're like, what is wrong with her? Because I wasn't showing probably, I officially popped this week. I feel like it's my official pop. The last week and a half just looked like I was eating a hamburger and it wasn't digesting. But this week I officially popped, which is my 20 week mark. And I would go to the gym and I would be so quiet and I'd be like just miserable, but I was getting through it. And I was just, and people were telling me, let me tell you, and I'm sure a lot of you women can relate when people try to tell you what to do and what not to do. They would say, don't go to the gym because it's going to make you worse. And, you know, maybe it did make me worse, but in my personal body, it's so used to working out and it's so used to going balls to the wall that it was actually detrimental to me in my first trimester. And I remember I would come home and I would feel so much better for like an hour or two. And then I would get sick again. And that was for me, even that two hours of relief was everything. So that would be, you know, one of my first pieces of advice to our dues, right? Do something that where it still feels like you can at least get through it. And, you know, health is really everything during pregnancy as far as, you know, swollen limbs, not feeling good, um, just completely having that outer body experience because as women, our body is changing so much already and so fast. And actually I was at my doctor's yesterday and she had a really, and I was grateful because she said it in front of my husband, (laughs) you know, ladies, it's so hard sometimes to express the way that you're feeling and especially to your partner during this season oh my goodness, between emotions and the way that your body is changing and how you feel, it constantly feels like you're just like this victim to your pregnancy, but you're not. (laughs) It's the reality of the nurse said, she goes, it's a constant hungover feeling. (laughs) And I was like, that is exactly how I was trying to describe it is you had way too many drinks and no matter what, it would not go away. And so during that process, what really helped me was just moving my body, doing something daily that would get you your endorphins going. And then also I never stopped taking my triangle of health because I could not get in my nutrients. I couldn't get in protein shakes. And so I took up to three of those a day, which is 22 antioxidants and superfoods, which also boosted my thyroid boost the baby's thyroid. So that way it's getting enough proper nutrients. Um, because I did have a scare around week 16, 17, where my thyroid was starting to drop, but they couldn't give me more medication because it was only going to the baby. And if they gave me more, it would actually take my numbers down because my thyroid would completely stop shutting down or stop working. And then it wouldn't be producing enough for the baby. So I had to take natural resources and natural supplementation in order to give myself (laughs) some more thyroid juice, if you will. So that way I could give myself just a little bit more energy because that little butterfly gland controls everything from hormones to metabolism, to sleeping from your hair to skin as well. It becomes dry and brittle and you have thermal changes, whether you're too hot or you're too cold. It's just a hot mess. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like, you know, a balancer. And if it just tilts a little bit, everything's completely off. So it's so important to make sure that even during pregnancy, and even if you don't have thyroid conditions, that you're still providing your body and your thyroid those proper nutrients naturally. So I'm a firm believer, you know, we'll put a link down below, or we're even doing, you know, free 10 minute consoles to help you uh, kind of arrange that. I've had a lot of women reach out as to what I'm doing. They need nutrients for their babies. And so that's been a big one. And then also my collagen as well. And I'm just giving you guys my dues. If you guys aren't taking a collagen, uh, a liquid is always best because it's bioavailable, but I will tell you this, your skin is stretching, your hair is changing. I've gotten some gray hairs that I'm like, what is the freak? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I've never had gray hairs in my life. It just was letting me know that my body is under stress right now. And that is because this baby is being grown and it's growing so fast on top of, you know, my own personal health concerns. And even though it may seem like, you know, this picture perfect billboard of health, I still have a thyroid condition that I still have to manage every single day. And so knowing that going into this pregnancy and during this pregnancy, it has been something where I'm making sure that that is number one priority because you guys, you, we don't even have to feed our baby an extra 250 calories until midway through our second trimester. I feel like sometimes we're told, oh, you're eating for two, go ahead and eat whatever you want, go and do this. But the reality is, is you're going to be packing on these pounds that aren't serving the baby. And remember that baby is living off of you and those nutrients. So everything that you're putting into your body is going to also show you and your baby, the health of that little baby and how you're going to feel. So during pregnancy, because everything's happening so fast and changing so fast, and as women, we just want to feel good, right? So this is where it's so important to just have things that, okay, at least maybe do like a 70, 30, right? Or 70% of the time you're at least making the effort. And if you're not quite there yet, at least start moving the needle in that way. And then the biggest thing is with the do's and the don'ts, I would say intuitively as mothers, we already have that natural gift of knowing how much we can push our bodies with working out, with training, with eating the right types of foods or not eating enough. And this is where you want to intuitively eat, intuitively work out. And you'll notice by the way that you're breathing, by the way that you're feeling, and you have so much blood flow that if you see for example, little spots, slow down. It might be a little bit too fast. Your blood is trying to catch up with you. So that, those were a couple of things that, uh, Ferris, I don't know, I'm going to call you on on this, but as far as like when you were pregnant, okay, how many people <laughs> were telling you what not to do instead of telling you, oh, great job, or you're doing amazing. What for you, was that something that you struggled with? I don't, gosh, Tiff, it's been so long. If you guys know my daughter, she's nine. You know, when I got pregnant, I was at a point in my life where it was definitely unexpected and I was already underweight. So when I got pregnant, I had gained, I think they said 12 pounds within the first month because my body needed to be where it was. I was 112 when I got pregnant and I gained 12 pounds in the first month. And at that point, you know, I didn't experience any sickness or anything like that. And I know 
you know, a lot of people do nowadays, which is really crazy to me. And I don't know if it's our atmosphere and what's going on in the world, but I really didn't experience sickness. And another thing is, you know, back then, you know, and I'll just be super transparent with you guys. You know, I used to smoke a lot of marijuana Mm. and I used to smoke cigarettes. So Mm. for me, I had to stop all of those things pretty abruptly um, as soon as I found out, because clearly you don't want to be doing those things when you're pregnant. I know some people still do. I know our parents did. For me, I really didn't, I didn't really have a lot of people say, don't do this, don't do that. And I think that's why it's so different for every single woman, because with you, Tiff, you're, you know, a fitness inspiration. Fitness is your life. Health is your life. That's something that I think because you competed, it's something that's just in your blood. And I think it's something that you're very conscious about. With me, I never really thought about that. And I never really thought about working out. And, you know, I never did Kegels and I never went to classes and mm-hmm. I never did any of those things. So for me, I think it was the exact opposite. It was more of, I just kind of did whatever I wanted. I ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, as much as I could, you know, that could possibly be the catalyst of how it affected me now, even nine years later, just with my eating habits. Mm. You know, I wish I had somebody in my corner back then that'd be like, Hey, you should probably eat more greens and you should probably have more vegetables than baking a cake because baking sweets was like my thing. I may not have eaten it all, but I definitely would do it every single day. And I gained a lot of weight um, during the pregnancy, but it wasn't unhealthy. Nobody ever really said anything. I think do's and don'ts definitely came around with when the baby comes. Oh, well, don't do this. Don't do that. You know, this is what happened to me. And I think each woman has to go through that journey on their own. And each mom has their own opinions. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about vaccines as we get a little bit closer, but that's also a conversation that people really have high opinions on. And I think at the end of the day, you're creating a human life. You're creating another, another person that's going to serve in the world, you know, whatever it is that they're going to do. So whatever you decide, I believe is super important for you to do that. However, you're going to parent, however, you're going to feed your child, however, you're going to nourish your body during pregnancy, whatever it looks like for you, I think you should do that. And I do want to touch on what you said about you working out and still doing it, even though you were sick. Mm. I had a conversation with one of my, my sister, my best friend, Mm -hmm. she's everything. I had told her about your pregnancy and I said, yeah, I said, you know, it's crazy. Like she's not showing. I said, she's just one of those people that doesn't show. I said, she works out all the time. I said, I feel like she's not eating enough. And the (laughs) only reason I say that is here's me being that person that's saying like, okay, well don't, you know, judge somebody on what they're doing. It's I'm putting my opinions on, you know, something that you're doing. And she said something super important to me. And she said, she goes, it would be a travesty for her to stop. She goes, you have to think her body is so used to those things and her body is so used to staying active and eating a certain way that if she were to stop, who knows what would really happen. Mm -hmm. And it 
yeah, and it literally lit a light bulb in my head. And I was like, wow, that makes total sense. When I was pregnant, my body changed so much. But at the time, if I really think back, you know, I was vegan then. Mm. I wasn't really eating meat. Funny enough, Kylie, I could not eat meat my entire pregnancy. Mm. Maybe it's because before getting pregnant, I was already in that kind of state. And it wasn't something that was intentional. It's just, I had a roommate at the time that she was vegan and she made some of the most amazing vegan things that I'd ever tasted. It's, it's really funny how it coincides with your pregnancy. Like I could not eat meat. And even today she's very particular on things that she eats. She doesn't eat red meat. She doesn't, you know, if yes, my kid eats chicken nuggets, guys, it's, I think every kid does. But you know, get, right? <laughs> um, but it's very specific and it I think it has to do with what you put in your body. And yeah. you know, vitamins and all of that is super important, which you know, we didn't have the amazing supplements back then that we do now. You know, I made sure, you know, I made sure I took more folic acid than necessary. I made sure that, you know, I doubled up on my prenatal pills and you know, intake of water was super important. And I think that's a huge reason why my pregnancy was as amazing as it was. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes women forget that we're such amazing beings, like we're creating another life. You should still be able to do what you did before mm-hmm. with maybe some adjustments. Yep. And, you know, Tiffany's gotten me back into training. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and to see her still do the things that she's doing in this training is incredible. Is she modifying? Yes. There are, you know, now her body's starting to tell her and really that baby's like, okay, I don't really like that. Could you do something different? So mommy, can you get up please? Cause I'm going to move towards your throat. Like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's super, it, it, it's super inspiring to see it. But I think when you come from a background of health and you come from a background of competing and you come from those kind of backgrounds and whatever background as a mom that you come from, whether it's just, you're just a baby maker and that's just what you do, or, you know, you are a fitness inspiration or you are a trainer or you are the CEO. You just have to do what you think is best for your baby. And I know that was a long winded um, answer, but for me, I kind of just did what I wanted. There's a part of me that's like, dang, I wish it could have been a little bit different, but at the same time, she came out perfect. She did. She has, you know, there was no complications and she doesn't have a lot of allergies. Um, and she really doesn't get sick very often. So there's also that part that's like, okay, well maybe eating those sweets every night was a good thing, but (laughs) you know, just saying, so that's kind of my answer to that, but it's, um, And if you guys haven't seen Tiffany in her latest post, that bump is so cute. You guys, it is the (laughs) cutest thing. And I would love for people to try to guess what they're having because I'm going to put this in there. They're not finding out what they're having and it's really stressing me out. (laughs) Between you and my mom and the rest of the family. Oh my gosh. Like, yes, we're, we're not finding out the gender. Um, yesterday was our 20 week check-in. And I had to turn my head and I was like peeking my eyes to try to see if I could see it. She's like, I have to see the gender so I can let the doctor know. And so I still couldn't see it, but 
man, does this baby look all like it's daddy? I feel like already, <laughs> but I, you know, thank you so much for that Ferris. And you guys, this is why I love having Ferris because not everybody has the, that, that wheel inside of them that's built in them. I just, I'm like, a, a, I am not the average individual when it comes to willpower. I can turn down a cupcake. Like it's nobody's business. I can turn down you know, donuts and be okay with that. And, you know, I also have celiac on top of hypothyroidism, which is I can't have wheat. So it does help a lot <laughs> um, because it's just, it, it does get to a point where it's like, okay, it's inflaming your intestines. You can't do that to the baby. Now that it's in there, I don't have very much room to begin with. Um, I mean, I'm literally all baby and it's like the cutest thing ever, like Ferris said, because I look down and it just looks like a hamburger still, but <laughs> that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. But it, I truly attest to me being so regimented into the way that I eat. And it's because the way that I eat, I didn't change my eating habits and I have yet to, I'm, am I maybe eating a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. But again, remember I'm right now, my baby is 12 ounces. That little 12 ounce baby doesn't need more than 250 extra calories. And that that's just a protein shake with a banana and some peanut butter. Like that's it on top of what I normally eat salads. I like was like you Ferris. I had aversions to meat for a little bit. Um, but it came back for my second trimester, which was nice, but you just never know, just do your best. I think that's the biggest thing is if you could just do your best with your eating habits, because I hear a lot of people say what Ferris just said, I wish I would have eaten differently. And I may not be in the spot that I am in today because I have yet to kind of regain, um, what I used to be like, and your body does so many different things that you're training, not only your baby, but you're also training you on eating patterns and what that's going to look like moving forward. Because again, when the baby gets here, it's a lot less of you time and more of that baby time. And so again, mom gets to feel good. We want to make her feel good from the inside out. Ferris said she just started working out again and she feels amazing. She's only been what, two or three days, right? Ferris. And and, <laughs> you know, it was a, it's an F45 class. And I, I'm pretty sure some of you guys have tried this. Maybe some of you haven't, but I've been kind of seeing it for the last few years. And finally, I was like, I just need like a little push where I don't have to think either because I've been thinking for myself for the last 15 years. And now for once I wanted to go have fun, like hear some music. And now I get to have my girl next to me because her health is everything to me. That for, for all you moms and ladies out there, even starting now, if you're not pregnant and you don't have children yet, doing something small. So I created my wellness guide and I don't take that wellness guide lightly. That is exactly how I've been eating for 13 plus years to get back on track to feel good. And it's flexible eating without feeling like you have to diet. You get to have, you know, days where you can go have a, I had a protein style in and out burger and their French fries because their French fries are one of the healthiest French fries <laughs> there is when it comes to fast food. So like little things like that are okay. You know, going out to sushi with your family once or twice a week, getting your little fix of whatever you need, and then getting back into a, a healthy regimen and diet. And if you guys don't know where to start, my wellness guide, it's all there for you. I've been, you know, I've worked on that for 13 years to put together and we, we created it this year with the help of Ferris as well. Uh, she does all of our graphics and content. So it's beautiful and it's very, very easy to follow. Um, that is one thing. Like if I were to say do, not only if you're just pregnant or you are a mother, but all women and men in general, at least start somewhere. And it's a really good guide to help you 
start living your life according to your lifestyle. So I'm just going to do a really quick do's and don'ts um, and wrap up for you guys today. But I will say this, <laughs> one of the biggest things you want to do is hydrate. I didn't realize how important it was to get in proper hydration during pregnancy because I thought I was already drinking enough water and that's about 64 ounces for us normally. And that's a lot of water. And for babies, I want to say it was over 94 to hundred plus ounces of water for you and baby. That is so important because it's flushing out toxins while the baby's in uh, the womb. And it's also helping flush out sodiums that aren't serving your body, flushing out your personal toxins as well. So that if there's anything, that's the number one thing. And if you cannot get water down, uh, I'm definitely one of those people that it, it does get like a little struggle for me after 64 ounces. I add element um, salts to my waters. They're really, really great. They are also electrolytes. Uh, we actually have a link for that as well. But I also share this with my other uh, pregnant mama friend. And she just said, thank you, because I was having such a hard time getting water down. It was actually making her sick too, just to get water down. So do some tricks like that or get natural like droppers to put into your water. I found a really good one at Target. Uh, that is really good with no sucralose, no artificial flavorings. You can look for that as well, just to get that water in. Um, and then also proper nutrition. We already went over that. So again, this is just our do's list. Uh, we have a wellness guide to take all of the guesswork out of it. I have not changed my eating at all other than just add, you know, an additional 250 calories of some source. And I have a guide for everybody, men and women, but also especially women who aren't pregnant, women in general, women who are pregnant, and we can totally guide you through each step. And we are doing free uh, consults as well uh, once you purchase a wellness guide to walk you through your own personal plan. So Super affordable on that one, you guys, because I wanted to make it to where everyone and anyone could afford this. And so I think more than ever, I know more than ever, our health is our number one priority. And then also eat smaller meals. If you can't get in those big healthy meals, just pace yourself throughout your day. And especially in your first trimester, like I said, just get what you can get in as far as whether that's like one of the one things that I can say would be fruit. I know every woman I feel like loved fruit no matter what. So maybe get some fruit in, you know, maybe find a protein powder that your body can actually digest. And if you can't do that, we also have solutions for that as well. Uh, we have micronutrient packs with our triangle of health and our collagen as well to get some protein in. So we can share those links with you too, but that's also included into your uh, wellness guide consultation. We'll go over recommendations with you and put that together. Now also take small naps. I have, I'm not the biggest napper at all. I'm so I'm like, you know, Ferris and I have mentioned this before. I go 110 miles an hour every single day. Now I'm going like 99. <laughs> so it's a small, it's so for me, it's really hard to turn my brain off in for what it's worth. It's like I have a quarter left of my brain with this pregnancy brain. Uh, but I will say this, um, I take natural nootropics for my, my brain health. We also have that as well. Um, we're on shots and they are amazing. That's also in your consultation. Again, we'll put that together for you. Uh, watch sodium intake, but still take sodium. Now this one's a really hard one for some women. The biggest thing is getting in proper sodium. So that way you're still flushing toxins. You're not starting to feel like 
vertigo. Some women get vertigo if their sodium's really low. So this is where, again, that element salts, those have been a game changer for me. Um, even if you use a quarter pack, half a pack, just get some like good salts into your body. Use Himalayan pink salt. So that way you're not using, you know, table salt. At least you're getting in that proper salt, but don't overdo it. There's that fine line because then can't get your wedding rings off or anything off and you feel uncomfortable and you're puffy. So then you got to go walk it out, girl, you know, <laughs> and sweat out that sodium. But we can't do saunas and we also can't do heat rooms um, or steam rooms. So that's that fine line. Watch your sodium, but also take healthy amounts. Try not to go over 2,500 milligrams with your sodium. Now don't, don't listen to anyone else. <laughs> but your physician, your midwife, your caretakers, do not listen to anybody else. Okay. People are going to try to give you advice. They're going to try to tell you what not to do. Us as women intuitively know what we can and can't do. Women, they're badass. We're warriors. We're freaking super women. I, I can't even believe the things that I've been able to do while pregnant and going into this. I was so scared. I'm like, I'm going to have to take this down, do this, do this, do this. But I realized that when I stopped, it ended up making me feel worse. And then I was starting to quickly lose my identity quickly. I was starting to feel depressed. And that's where I said, okay, I need to go do something a little active for me and baby, whether it was walk, listen to some good music, put on a podcast, anything. So that's a big one. Do not listen to anybody else's advice. Don't let them scare you because people always live in a scarcity mindset and that is not for you to take on. You enjoy your pregnancy. Of course, if you have complications, listen to your doctor, don't overdo it, don't push it, but do something that feels good for you. Because again, mommy comes first. Okay. I know people are going to, that might be a controversy for some, but mommy comes first. Women come first before we serve others. It is so important for our glass to be full because we're constantly giving and giving and giving. And especially during pregnancy, you're only giving. <laughs> so make sure mom is nourished. Uh, she's hydrated and also, you know, doing something for her that feels good and don't push beyond your limits or don't stop working out or moving your body because it is so important for you to feel amazing. And don't worry, don't stress, have fun with this. That's the number one thing that I get to work on. And I'm going to be very vulnerable and honest with you guys. That was one of my biggest things up until even the last few days, because work looks different. Everything else looks different. You want to do things that you were doing prior to just go with the flow. And that's probably the hardest thing that I can give you advice on because I get to work on that every day, <laughs> but I'm being honest with you guys. It's something for me that I struggle with because I'm so used to being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want for 15 hours a day, I, you know, I'm a workhorse. I can do all of that stuff because I love it. I love serving. However, I have to serve myself first and making sure that I'm, you know, in a calm, happy place and also being able to give myself that nourishment between mind, body, and soul. So that way I can give proper mental health to the baby too, to where it doesn't have that anxiety or, you know, don't take on mama's stress. So that's a big thing that I wanted to share with you guys is, you know, again, going back to just doing something for yourself, whether it's 
one to three small things a day to move the needle, even if it doesn't feel a lot and you're not moving as fast as you'd like to, but anything to move you closer to your results. Consistency is key with all of it. So those are my do's and don'ts. We will definitely be sharing some more. Baby Davis is super healthy and which is so exciting because cervix looks great. Progesterone's perfect. Pregnancy's going well. I want to let you guys know it has all of its fingers, all of its toes. That was our appointment yesterday. The anatomy scan came back great. Strong heart, healthy brain, no cleft. Uh, so we're, we're doing great guys. And that for me really solidified, wow, you know, I'm doing some amazing things for this baby and I'm so grateful to be in this journey and thank you guys for following me and, you know, honoring this journey with me. And I hope that brought some value to you all. And again, you know, we're here to go over any questions you guys have and uh, we will be linking everything down below in the show notes as far as our wellness guide, the complimentary consults to go over anything that's coming up for you and to help you get back on track. So this is Tiff Talks and we are out.